I feel like he's making his own movie, like canon universe, where he justifies like whatever happens in movies as its own timeline. Yeah, sort of like My Hero Academia stuff. But then you you wish but, there'd be like a retcon. At the but end. that's the thing where he's he's making it canon. Like yeah. it's it's him as the he. We saw it. Everything about this movie, just like the other one, was him. So I guess does this and the things we're implying in this movie mean it's canon? I don't know. I guess I'll find out. I'm starting this one. You hit me off now. Welcome back to Ebology, everybody. I am your criminal Professor Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Ethan. Yeah, literally on the way over here, I got popped by a cop. And it was yeah. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Yeah, I, we left the movie at the exact same time, and it took movie, you what? 20 minutes to get here, <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. Where the hell are you? Yeah, it was just, uh, I should, this is on me. I saw him. I saw him back there. He was a car behind me. I pulled away from both of him and the innocent bystander, and he's just like, okay, must be speeding. So he got me, and... You know. you know what? The second I see a cop, regardless of locale, I just literally instantly go down the speed limit and just like sit there like, no, 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 no. Do you feel like there's any there's any element of that where you feel like a cop knows that you are being a little too compliant? I literally like, don't give a fuck. Like driving too heavy? Like, oh, no, oh, arrest me, officer, for going to speed limit. I dare you. <laughs> Weird. He's like three under the speed limit I the second I show you. up. Yeah. Arrest me. Yeah, do it. I mean, he gave me a warning, so I'm not like yeah. the only thing he robbed me of is my time, and it's and that's whatever, you know. The last time I got pulled over was on my way to work. Yeah, it, I was like late. I guess this was a while, a while ago, maybe like four years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. you, look at you, Mister Good Driver. Um, Shit! All right, but I was like zooming down the same road you get popped on. Oh God! Because I was late, and then that road asks you to zoom. Doesn't but the, it? the guy was like. What speed limit do you think this road is? And I was like, I was like, uh, fifty. He's like, yeah, it's thirty-five. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? I was like, dude, okay, like to be fair, my bad, but you think it's not thirty-five? This road, this road screams fifty-five. Easily. It just screams that way. I mean, I I drive to what the road speaks to me as, and the road is just saying, go seventy, my dude, just do it. He's like, honestly, officer, it'd be kind of dangerous to go slower than this <laughs> with all these fucking maniacs. Yeah, out do you here. see everyone else speeding? If I go slow, I'm getting fucking wrecked. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to survive out here, That's my speed guy. Speed racer over there. I'm and not fucking pop me. I'm not trying to be a hero out here trying to do the law, you know? Right, right. Speaking of heroes. But speaking of heroes. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love that you're, you're catching me at my own game. I love it. But today we are talking about, I mean, it's it's the next one up in the lineage of these kinds of movies. And I think everyone may have an idea of what we're talking about today, given that you fucking read the title. But I don't know. It's it's an interesting one after the movie that had come out for this franchise, because I feel like it added a little more that what I imagined this uh this franchise's movies lately to do, they don't kind of highlight what's already been laid out, but this one laid out a lot of extra stuff. And given that the creator is a very key part of this one, again, it's up for debate whether a lot of this has become canon. I think we got to discuss it. So, Ethan, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we are talking about Dragon Ball Super. 
heroes. Super superheroes. And <laughs> it's uh, another movie in the, I would say, like the DBZ movie canon because these are starting to feel like uh, Toriyama's usage of the movies is to, like, with the pedigree of its creator populate pockets of the lore that we may have missed because Dragon Ball Z and Super canonically kind of has a bit of gap in in its storytelling. There's years that pass in the middle of these things or even if it's just months, it's proven to be like kind of the potholes of the lore timeline filled in with these events. And I, I don't know, I guess off the rip, how did you feel about the movie overall given maybe some of the promotional material we were given prior? Yeah, so I think first off, we got to say, like, spoilers for not only this movie, but Super. <laughs> and we have to contextualize this within Super. And like, Broly. Yeah. Like, we, uh, you know, this, a little bit. This comes right after Broly. Right. We, we find out in the movie, because uh, one thing me and Ethan were saying early on, we were, like, next to each other, like, when the fuck does this movie take place? We didn't even we didn't know until the movie itself had to contextualize itself within the within the timeline. So and even still, it's not super clear, to be honest. You don't think so? I, I felt it pretty clear. I don't think so. I mean, given the character's particular uh, uh, positions within the the movie itself, I can understand why that's a thing. But right, but like even given, like okay, this is supposedly after Tournament of Power. Right. And it's, also after Broly. And Broly has been like, it was literally from the rip. The dialogue is like tournament of power just finished. We're talking within like weeks or months and they basically just left it there. And this, the, the Broly movie was right after that. So this is supposedly either right after or some point after. I'm not really sure how far that timeline goes of how far after the tournament. Well, that's power. what I mean. It's like a little unclear there. And then I, I think another issue, I mean, like we've obviously talked about it with Dragon Ball Z. It is, it's a struggle to create, you know, world and universe rending characters. Yeah. And then yeah. have threats that feel like, you know, that they're a reasonable level to like really consider, Oh, this is all hands on deck situation. Quick, call Goku and Vegeta back. Like, you know, everyone's freaking out. Right, right. Um, when it's like, in this case, it's it's frankly like a, a flavor version of a character we've already had, like a villain we've already had. Right. But anyway, the, the point that I was trying to make from the, the rip is like they start off with like a tiny bit of a like a little intro, but basically to like Dragon Balls, a uh, villain. Yeah, and they try to pull them back in the Red Ribbon Army to be like the bad guy again. Sure, which, totally fine. Whatever, who gives a shit? But then like, there's no android that's really a issue at the moment, except for maybe seventeen. Right, seventeen somehow became a literal god of himself. Yeah, he's like multiversal somehow. <laughs> yeah, he literally is the winner of the tournament right. of power. So he survived. Like jeering level threats and, and just where the of, fuck he was, nobody will know. No one will ever know. But so super light synopsis so we can get into this. It's basically the Red Room and Arbery is back. They are borrowing the brain of Dr. Jarreau's grandson, Doc uh Mr. Dr. Hedo. Yeah, Dr. Hedo. Dr. Hedo. And he's the only one probably on planet Earth that could build a better android than his dear old grandpa. And sure enough, the Red Ribbon Army tricks him into doing so. And 
but in, like honestly just that sentence alone right there already is fucking wrong isn't it though like if but, android 17 is literally infinitely powerful right like we're in this situation where it's like the whole premise of the movie is fucked <laughs> right exactly if he were to pop onto the scene everything would be golden but he didn't but it's just like wh- why do you need dr Hedo? you have se- like i don't know i'm just saying like from the rip I understand, like, let's have a fun little movie where we just, like, we shoot some blasts, we, do some, we do some transformations, okay. you know, we, we fight, like, little baby boy villains, Sure, but it's, like, as, like, a fan who knows, like, what's going on, and, like, post-Tournament of Power, everybody who was involved with Tournament of Power should be, like, dummy strong. And that's the funny. Where was Roshi? That, where was Roshi? And that's, <laughs> a, that's the thing, right, is that... This movie kind of brushes aside a bit of Super, and I can't tell if it's because Toriyama is having a heavier hand in the movie design, scripting. Like, uh, Broly was the same way. Original character design, original narrative, original framing, and original action direction was all Toriyama. And for not just Broly, but for superheroes as well. So... Is is it a fact that maybe after the Tournament of Power, after Super's initial anime run, is Toriyama maybe going back on his canon? Is he trying to maybe not go back on his retcon or try to retcon, but he's kind of smoothing out the edges, maybe. He maybe have overreached, and then he's trying to pull it back a little bit? Because this felt very, you know, grounded as far as where Super, like, ended you know like i don't know it felt like that we the bit of the charm of this movie is that it kind of got back to a bit of the roots of the series and it definitely retread old ground which i'll get into in a second but do you feel like that by pulling it back to more you know planetary stakes not multi-dimensional deity level stakes made it more was that the intention maybe i think it's probably this is my personal opinion but maybe like a segue type thing to allow for the next set because i know the next like arc or whatever is like another dimensional like threat I, you more, know essentially like demon god level yeah he's more he the the next arc that would be adapted is the moro arc which is right. getting back to maybe a bobbity majin Buu level style arc where it is more magic based than it is strictly power right and i there's been talk of why that's good and bad i think magic throws not just a regression but a sidestepping into the power scaling of dragon ball as a universe, but what allows you, I think to deal with some of these questions that we're talking about from this movie in a different way is like, like, frankly, I don't want to sound like just a big asshole. that hated the movie, but I really didn't like the plot or really what happened at all. I think, I think it's just a situation where it's like, they're freaking out about this. Like, frankly, baby threat, like Piccolo also should be much stronger post-Tournament of Power. So that's where I was a little bit confused. Even if we don't have a strict timeline of how far after the Tournament of Power this is, which one character in particular clearly makes it seem like it's a very long time or he's gotten strangely weaker. But Piccolo has been shown in this movie to have been training since daily, like strictly daily. Right. So you're right. Why isn't he stronger than this? I mean... Because what what always bugged me about the androids as a concept is like their idea is, oh, we're just going to like 
use fucking drones to watch these guys fight and then we'll analyze their ability and then we'll make something stronger than them. And it's like casual, okay, casual. But the last like real fight that they would have seen on Earth was fucking Boo. Right. And, and Piccolo is supposed to be like 40 billion times stronger than that now post tournament of power. Yet in this movie, they kept thinking, well, what about Boo? Well, he's still sleeping. Right. Sure. Which but was fine. That was actually like the only part I was okay with. That's cool. <laughs> but to your point, the implication of that is Boo is still stronger than Piccolo. Like, because like, well, Piccolo true, was though. trying to call him up as a kind of C team, the JV team, for, like, because varsity team is off training in this movie because it's after Broly, like we said, spoilers abound, but Broly is now training on Beerus's planet with Goku and Vegeta. So Broly, Vegeta, and Goku are all out of the picture because they're training elsewhere, right? Yeah. So uh, Piccolo thinks, all right, what other person would be more equipped? Oh, I know, Boo. Boo can handle this. Which and he could. Which he could, but that also brings us back to your initial question. Why would Piccolo not be able to handle this at this point? I think Boo is still stronger than Piccolo of power, post-Terminal of Power. After these power-ups in this movie, you think? That's the one he thing. He should I'm, be. He's fucking... He's Boo, a galaxy eater. Yeah, like, literally. Boo is supposed to be, like, basically in-game level threat here, where he's, like, real... He, you know, it's, it's annoying because they always say, like, everyone's got infinite power, but he, like, legitimately is supposed to have infinite power. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, like, it, it's just so fucky when you get into these, like, weird multiversal threat type shits yeah and then like there's a couple i think this is just gonna be like a rambly like this has to be because it's like a really annoying episode unless you've watched the the thing but hopefully if you watched this movie you'll kind of agree with us that it was like really fucking messy if you think about it there's a lot in here because that actually this this is that's a great segue into one of the big tenants that this movie warrants the discussion of is You know, we have talked in the past about anime movies being a one and done fun canned experience. Right. Right. Let's talk about My Hero Academia movies for a second, because they're a great example. They seem to, you know, wrap everything up in a beautiful little bow to be this, you know, uh, take a all the characters in a moment in time in the lore and then put them in a situation, make it fun for about an hour and change. And then everything wraps up in a bow as if nothing had ever happened. So if you were to watch like the episode after the movie, quote unquote, everything would be tied up. Everything would be good. But you have movies like Mugen Train and Broly now and Superhero, where it has not only, I would say, maybe the blessing of the creator and Mugen Train's uh, point of view, because it was canonically in the manga, but you have Broly and superheroes put literally to pen and paper by the original creator, Toriyama himself. Not just that, but action direction and character design. So it begs the question, do movies like this, as we talk more about it, and the uh, topics, the, the big moments, and the character impact of the lore, is this now canon? These movies are no longer one and done fun canned. This is lore now by definition, right? Yeah, I mean, what's I think anything that a creator actually does is canon. It has to be. So, So, like, this is canon. (laughs) If okay, so if we proceed with this being canon, 
we have an episode now because now yeah. there's a lot to unpack in this movie that implicates uh, ripples across the rest of the me- rest of the the canon, the story. I mean, I don't know. So uh, first, I would say Red Ribbon's, Red Ribbon's army's involvement. Like they're back, I guess, in some capacity. I one, I like the fact that when I mentioned they tread old ground, this felt very much like a uh, Gohan Gohan storyline retreading because it's the androids again. He was the hero versus the cell uh, versus cell in the cell saga, and I don't know. Do you feel as if that this was just kind of a rehashing of Gohan's story just for the sake of the movie, or was this something more? Was there more here for him? It, it just... I think their 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 handling of Gohan has been like royally fucked for for years, right? What a setup he had, and then what? Well, it's just like the resurrection deli- of F. He was a little bitch boy. He, he was a pussy. Let's he just was a be bitch honest. Boy. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one. Uh, Golden Freezer wrecks him. He realizes, damn, I gotta not be such a pussy. <laughs> and then Terminal of Power, he becomes back to like prominence. Everyone in the community was hype again. They're like, finally, they're doing our boy justice. Yeah. And then I'm supposed to believe immediately after that, he's just like, you know what? Butterflies and golden ants. Way cooler. Super say ant? What? Yeah. So again. Um, And then, and then not only that, they just like somehow in one fucking movie, give him another transformation. It's just like, like, I get it, but we, we kind of thought there was going to be a nice trajectory here. And it's like the biggest roller coaster in history has been uh, Gohan's treatment in this fucking saga. And and the the dirtiest part is kind of what we mentioned earlier. This is at some point later than the Tournament of Power. We know he had little to no, basically no involvement, not little to no, no involvement in the Broly movie. So however long that had been, I don't really understand what that means for... Uh, him as a character because he has been kind of off of the bench like he's not even a bench warmer at this point he's just kind of been out there and we see him at the beginning of this movie scrawny as all shit with like the old glasses look and he is supposed to be a semi-accomplished biologist and i got a question sure isn't he supposed to be a billionaire i think he's supposed to be a billionaire why the fuck can he get lasik because he's got Super Saiyan, my dude. It fixes all things. Then be Super Saiyan at all times. That's the which, other thing. Which he can be. We know he really, can do that. It really, really bothers me. Do you, you remember uh, yep. Cell Arc? Mm-hmm. They literally are Super Saiyan the entire time. They had training in the hyperbolic time chamber to like literally be Super Saiyan without thinking. So that they don't waste the energy of like changing into that? Yes. At this point, why wouldn't you make your base Super Saiyan? If so that's that, all you got, right? Like, that, well, that, then you can go to two, you know, Ascended Saiyan and then three or whatever with less, like, ex, you know, explosive wasting, energy net. Wasting necessary. less juice, you know. You know I you, just don't, I do not, I cannot, fa- I, unless it's because Fidel's like, yo, I don't want to date a blonde boy. <laughs> and then, obviously, Chi-Chi was always like, oh my god, my son's a delinquent. What? <laughs> my son is a delinquent by his own admission. But also, Fidel fell for him initially, if you remember, because he was the mysterious golden warrior, by the way. Right. But, all that being said, little thing in this movie, 
is that only when he becomes Super Saiyan does Gohan throw away the glasses and they had a dedicated line saying, hey, he goes back to base and he's like, I, I wait, does anyone see my glasses? I need, I need my glasses, Videl style, or sorry, Velma style. I said Videl, but basically... <laughs> Videlma style. Videlma style. And Piccolo was like, wait, does going Super Saiyan fix your vision? And he's like, I, I mean, I guess, like it must, right? So I don't know. It's it's very interesting that they have relegated Gohan once again to being little bitch boy supreme over here. Right. But then like they, bad dad times two. Bad dad. He's as bad as his. He's as bad as his dad. That's and, what that were. That was another thing that actually really ticked me off. It's like, did they not watch our first episode? They should have watched Toriyama. What, what are you doing? Are you we doing, literally bro? outlined this that Goku was a bad dad, and you're like, hmm. What should I do with Gohan as a father to Pan? I'm going to make him a worse dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> a worse dad. Hey, Piccolo, can you pick up my daughter at preschool by one? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Click. And <laughs> what, just like, the what the fuck? fuck? And Piccolo won. He should not be putting up with this shit. And he's won. Now he's best grandpa. He yeah. was best dad. Episode one of Weebology. Go check that out. You're already in the platform. I'm doing the, I'm doing the plugs now. But <laughs> Piccolo's now not only best dad, he's best grandpa. Right. What the fuck? How can he, he's, and he's going to live, he's going to be, he's going to be best great, 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 great grandpa. That's what's going to happen for the entire Son Goku lineage. He's going to be the best parental figure for the next seven generations because that's the kind of guy he is. Piccolo's a good dad. Yeah. It's just like, it's another thing though, where they're like, let's make Gohan as fucking unlikable and unuseful to this franchise as we possibly can. And and Ever. I don't know anything about the Moro arc, but is Gohan involved? Yeah, he absolutely is not. No, no, no. He's barely involved at all. You know, I, I can I tell guess you, just like it. fucking get him out of the series. And right, seriously, it, it honestly bothers me more to have him still be there and be like just completely useless and bland. So, and that brings up the other. The I other, think Fidel's stronger than him right now. Maybe like it's, well in base, maybe, but then he has super no, say whatever, 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 whatever. I know, fuck it, but. All that being said, they know this. They understand that Gohan's potential as a narrative character and a narrative lead has been wasted because they set him up that way. They set him up to be Goku's successor in the Cell Saga, and they realize that, oh shit, ratings are down after we try to rel- try to like watch his life. So their usage of him in here feels forced not because of how much he got downgraded, but how quickly he got re-upgraded. You notice that? Like, he just, like, climbed through the ranks of this baby villain. It was, like, suddenly... It took him longer pre-term of power to get back to Mystic than it did, like, right now. And that already felt rushed. Yeah. That felt rushed. I agree. and, And so, and now he goes from Super Saiyan to Mystic, and apparently Mystic is only applicable at full power because we watched him when he was, after he ate a sensu bean, he then could finally go back to Mystic. That's how, I guess, weak he's gotten. Yeah, kind of weird. So he only at 100% power can be Mystic again. Also, I don't, I don't believe he originally had to go Super Saiyan 1 to then go Mystic. I no. thought he could just go straight to Mystic. Yeah, that was the whole point. He sidestepped the whole Super Saiyan process. Yeah. And he's even said in Super, like, I want to explore this new path of power. Like, I can find an ultimate form within this path and not my Saiyan heritage, but the mixture of my human and Saiyan heritage. And 
I will get to that in a bit, but we one thing I want to talk about before we get there is Piccolo. Now, Piccolo, we've talked about already the fact that he, I would argue, is probably the, was before the very end of the movie the strongest on the planet at that moment, I would say, unless Gotenks comes around, but they didn't give him the screen time he deserved. Another but like weird scenario. They, they made Go, because Trunks and Gotenks basically haven't touched fusion in a while, which it would make sense they'd fuck it up, which is fine. But like, fine. I'm just confused why they're just like entirely relegated to not being fighters. What? Right, right. Why? Why? Why is nobody training? Literally, in what world would Vegeta not make his son fight? That's crazy. Exactly. Like, like Vegeta, if all people would make Trunks be an absolute badass. It's like he's. Pro- I wouldn't be surprised if he grabbed his ear and literally teleported him to Whis's. You know, planet. literally, you're training with gods now. Yeah. Fuck off. Like that's what you're doing now. Like in another timeline, you defeated a god, so you gotta be that for me right. now. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> all of that being said, right, is that it? It feels like it was like. Everything was set up for Gohan to have his moment, but his moment came in, and, and Piccolo as well. Piccolo and Gohan to have their moments, and I, I, I will say that this isn't unfounded. We've had movies in the past where you know Goku is busy, Vegeta's out of commission, and it's Gohan and Piccolo and Krillin. Like this motif of having the B team of the Z Warriors being the only line of defense actually, I think, makes for great tension because but what you i don't can have get, yeah get rid of gohan he shouldn't be involved sure you should have like the original z warriors guys you'd have yamcha who's this would be a better story coming off of terminated power where they denied him yeah entry right. yeah he'd train his ass off that would have been cool and tn tn who's yeah. still strong but like obviously not terminated but if you power think of, if you think about his one his one ko in the tournament of power was basically a tie because he fell off with him so he was one for one he was one and one he literally broke even and that would have been she would have been cool the bro would have been great like yes i i can still go like i like it i would have been cool ways. to have 18 be like yo you took took 17 but not me and got like you know trained a little bit sure yeah give us some reason that 17's not there use the implications of the tournament of power a literal macrocosm multi-macrocosm story of characters and those not included to do something about it and then you have a story of like okay there are other defenders of this planet. But it also would have been like, okay, this feels like there is a possibility that the planet pops because, you know, we don't have a, a character that literally just fought gods sure. like five minutes ago. Exactly. So I, I don't know. It's, it's like there, the whole predication of the Z warrior concept is that we are now powerful enough to invite adversity, right? It's kind of, you know, I brought this up on the podcast before, but it's that quote by Vision from the Avengers, you know, strength invites challenge, challenge invites adversity, adversity invites conflict, right? You you as being uh strong enough individuals will invite challenge to either either within or from without. So, why wouldn't you train? It seems like that would be your only fucking job is right. to be always be ready, right? And no one seems to be ready but Piccolo. No one seems to be ready. Well, it's just kind of, it's kind of another weird thing, too, because now that they've, like, married into just, like, uber money, 
Yeah. You'd think that they'd be like, okay, Gohan, you literally don't need a job anymore. Yeah. That, that was Vegeta's whole bag. Right. Vegeta being married to Bulma is she's literally the leader, CEO of the free world. Oh, basically <laughs> the free world. That's the part of the movie, too, is that the Red Ribbon Army used Capsule Corp, Bulma's company, as a way to trick Hedo into believing that they're the adversity. And with his knowledge of, wow, wait, Capsule Corp is actually a big fucking deal. They're like, look, they got literally aliens on their side, which wouldn't this be a cooler story if there was like some sort of weird corporate espionage going on inside of Capsule Corp that Bulma doesn't know about. And then they like actually were doing bad shit. See, look, like, like a right interesting like there. company takeover kind of scenario. Yeah. Because yeah. they do have like, they probably have more info about all the Z warriors and frankly, all these extraterrestrial threats and things like that. Than the current Red Ribbon ever right. could. Right. Yeah. Because literally Weiss and Beerus come to visit her every day for a fucking stir fry. Right. So like, uh, you're right. Like there are ways to even use a villain that or quote unquote villain of interest that already exists even more interesting than the Red Ribbon Army. So I don't know. You're right. I, I just think that well, I liked the idea of the Red... I already said it. Red Ribbon Army as a villain makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense for uh, yeah, Gohan's particular It does story. make sense that the big pharma guys would be bad. They are literally hiding behind a big pharma company. The I heard RPC. They, I heard they made a vaccine, but I'm not going to say anything else about it. But what it does is a little <laughs> bit of a secret. Mm. So you have Piccolo who is infiltrating and trying one. I will say the comedy of this movie is actually pretty spot on at times. I found it pretty funny. I don't know about you. It was solid, but it did feel like it was made for like little babies. Of course it was made for little babies. I mean, like, yeah, it's, I mean, except for a lot of the, like weird fan service ass shots. There's a lot of ass shots. There's some crotch shots in here too. Yeah, like kind of odd. A little bit odd. I mean, there's an entire 30 second segment of two men's crotches as they freak out in the car. So I'm like, not really sure what that was all about. That or like Bulma's ass going side to side for literally like 10 seconds. And she burns two of Shenron's three wishes on lifting her ass and giving her eyelashes two more millimeters, which is a joke actually from Frieza in Resurrection F using the stone or was it Broly? I don't know, but he uh, he was basically trying to be like, I want to be, you know, eight centimeters taller. Do you remember that? No. He was basically trying to use, he was trying to find the Dragon Balls on Earth. I think it was in Broly. That was the whole reason why he was trying to find the Dragon Balls in the first place in Broly was to make himself a little bit taller because he's a short, little short king of a, of a man or an alien, I guess. So, I mean, this is obviously nitpicking garbage, but sure. another thing that I, it's got me a little confused is for like our entire history with Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, like the villains or whoever was always trying to get the Dragon Balls for one of two reasons, to resurrect people or to be immortal. Exactly. And so how do we get relegated to like eyelash curling and like butt lifting? It's just like they've, they've made it a commodity. Yeah. That's like readily available. Well, they didn't. Bulma did. Like Bulma, if you think about 
The well, first I think Dende is the problem. Motherfucker. Dende is not a good guardian of that shit. He took him from, from one wish to three, like the Namekian one, and then not only that, did something weird with, I don't know, holy water this episode? It's some dragon holy water shit. Like, Just literally a poured shrine. it on and it's like, oh, it's upgraded. <laughs> what and the fuck was that? Never, never said again. Never said again at all. I watered Shinron. We're good. Yep. He is now plump and ready for wishes. Like, yeah. all is good. But yeah, I think Bulma's initial entry into the Dragon Ball series dragon, was dragon. Here her. Comes the dragon. Here comes the dragon. He basically Shenron has become the one miraculous dragon to uh, defy death and you know the flow of time for beings in the universe to Bulma literally sequestering him over the years to being at her beck and call. Because she just literally has the only person is to have the technology to actually find the Dragon Balls at will. Like, again, once a year, literally go find them. Yeah. No big deal. Three wishes. Give me all the cosmetics you want to keep me looking young. Rinse and repeat. Literally, you're right. You said it in the movie. Why didn't she just wish for immortality? Like, just do that? Like, what is she, like 65 now? Fuck. Well, well like, that's the thing. Like, why ask for co- cosmetic like boosts if you could just be like make it that i don't age yeah right there like i want to look 27 forever please all the time i i mean like (laughs) that's that's genuinely all i gotta do it's extremely available like within his power as far as i know i think dende even said it's literally easier than shopping given bulma's technology remember that he's like yeah you if you just you know Capsule Corpse's main objective as of late has been finding Dragon Balls. At this point, it's easier than shopping. Shit, you can Amazon Prime Immortality. Right, but wasn't there a thing for, for the longest time where it's like a year between uses? That's what I was saying, is that they turn into just normal stones for one year and then they reactivate every Earth year because they're Earth Dragon Balls. But then there was another... I think this was actually pre the upgrade that Dende did where Shinron had been used too many times within like, you know, a few years or something like that. And he was like losing power. I don't know if that was like a, a non-canon movie. I think that was GT. It could have been. I think that was GT where basically that the overuse of the dragon balls created the shadow dragons, which is what super Saiyan four Goku and Vegeta had to go fight because each dragon ball created a new dragon of a shadow dragon, basically. Right. So, which I actually don't hate that line. It's an interesting concept because for it sure. is, frankly, like what is to stop people from, like, just using Shinron to make all of the strong people invincible? Like another kind of really risky fucking tr- like uh, plot point that Toriyama went with is like dragon that you know fairly easy to get i guess you at know? this point yeah Not he's basically bad. like you call him once a year and that's that's whatever right but like people aren't dying anymore so no no use of resurrection well that's the dangerous part is that once you resurrect someone for good or, or once they're unresurrectable again and remember Goku's been resurrected like a hundred million times he's been resurrected exactly once thrice no, he's been brought back from the dead for a set amount of time. He wasn't resurrected in the Boo Saga. Remember, he had the halo for the entire time. Yeah, he died in Cell Saga. 
Uh, yeah, that. So he, he also did, died when he was just like not even Super Saiyan yet. That was the one. That was the one time he got actually resurrected. But the other time he wasn't resurrected, he was brought back. Yeah. How uh, did he come back post cell? Um, he wasn't resurrected. He said, "I want to bring him back just for this amount of time." In the Boo Saga. Remember, he had the halo over his head yeah. the entire time. Like, he was just brought back for a set amount of time. But he and has then, to be back for Super. Yeah, he was back for Super. I don't, un- I don't remember the context because he was actually dead when, Beerus, when he fought Beerus on um, King Kai's planet. I don't actually remember how he I don't he think he it. was. He was Super Saiyan 3. Oh, he was dead because he was he on was King dead, Kai's planet. But I actually don't remember how he was brought back. Maybe Namekian Dragon Balls could do it. I can't remember. You're right. I, I'm not even, I'm not going to dwell on it because I don't. But like what, why not just be like, all right, make Goku immortal. It's a great fucking question. <laughs> it's a great fucking question. And I think it's, they said it in the movie a bit like, hey, why don't we just destroy the Red Ribbon Army? Oh, wait, your pride won't allow it, Piccolo. So I think a lot of these fighters, they want, they're literally, everyone respects their pride for whatever fucking reason. Well, I do think it would be like kind of fucked to use uh, the Dragon Balls to like eradicate a whole bunch of like frankly useless dweebs i mean you can say i wish that everyone involved with the red ribbon army forgot the red ribbon army existed that would have been cooler easy done and just like what are we doing here let's go home to our families like let's go actually have a life um so i mean red ribbon army fine the dragon ball usage not so fine horrendous horrendous frankly and there's a lot of weird stuff in there but i i guess before I don't know. Before I have like some good things to say about this, I want to talk about the transformations because I think transformations do imply a couple things. One, Piccolo's actual wish was Shenron, please use the same type of latent power drawing ability that the Namekian that did the same thing for Krillin and Gohan in the Frieza arc. Uh, you know, do that on me. Do the same thing on me. And he's like, sure, I can do that. And when he did, like, shit, not only did he get a power up in his base, but he clearly got a new form. So what the fuck was Shinron saying? He kept saying something like, you're almost there or something. There's only a little bit I can draw out now, but there's something more I can do. Like, there, I think it's what he was saying. Like, I can only draw out a bit now, but there's more in you that I that that can be drawn. Something like just a bit more or something like yeah, that. Just like, he's almost at his peak. Yeah, he's almost at his peak. And I think... The implication of Piccolo's new form, Orange Piccolo, is the implication of his peak. I probably would have been like, can you implant Saiyan cells into me, Shinron? Ooh, interesting. I think maybe... Can you give me hits time ability? That would be actually sick. (laughs) So the implication, I think, with Orange Piccolo is that his latent power being drawn out implies that it's kind of like a Super Saiyan type push that when you hit Namekian peak, you do get something like a Super Saiyan transformation. So Orange Piccolo looked a bit to me like Super Saiyan, like semi-ascended, the beefy one that like Goku figured out and Trunks figured out where you get like massive power and your muscles grow super big with your speed is sacrificed. Yeah, and then you get waxed instantly you, because you're a slow fuck. Yeah, you can hit like a motherfucker, but you get, you know, you can get out blitzed. Any basically, day. you become a bodybuilder. You're the Hulk, essentially. Like, you're just not... a big bodybuilder, man. Oh, duh. Just gets fucking huge. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, he, even, he looked just fucking massive. Uh, admittedly, super cool. He looked super cool. But, but I did but, think, like, okay, now he's just gonna lose because he's 
like because they've talked about the the bulky muscle thing so many times that it's like when you see it in the canon you're like ah this isn't gonna I'm like work well this long. is gonna be a problem this is gonna be a problem right so piccolo got his and i don't know if it says again we have to assume that given it's toriyama's involvement this in some capacity is canon so namekians be it Namekians anybody or it's Piccolo because he's like a prodigy amongst prodigies, is this now Namekian canon that they do have the capacity for a transformation or is it Shinron's flavor of Piccolo's dormant power? I can't tell. Well, this motherfucker's absorbing everybody under the sun at this point, right? Like, he's, True. He's frankly a god, so I'm a little confused why he would have a peak. That's honestly fair. Like He literally has absorbed Kami which in Japanese is... Uh, remind me again what that word means exactly. Yeah, I think it means bowl of rice. No, no, that's no. not it. That's not it. Um, is it bowl of... Um, Water? No, no, Tsunami? no. Oh, closer. God, that's oh, it. God. Right. It's literally he's absorbed a dude whose name literally means God. How much further can you go? Like from a, a like a species standpoint, you're right. literally it. Unless you absorbed an entire species, there's nowhere else really to go. So I mean, Piccolo is Piccolo capped at this point? Is he just? Well, my question would be, why would he be capped if he's able to just absorb motherfuckers? Like it's no one's business. He absorbed Nail originally. Well, actually, sorry, King Piccolo originally. Yep. Then Nail. Yep. Then fucking Kami. Yep. He, next, he's gonna suck. Dende up, Dende hopefully. Off. Hopefully. <laughs> Done. And you're right. So, I mean, like, if he were to go back home at this point, like, the only way I can see his power going higher is if he literally just goes to his race and is like, I'm going to just be the race's ambassador now, whether you like it or not. And just, like, start sucking up an entire race of people. That's really the only way I can see him getting stronger at this point. Because Shenron, like brought up his latent power and now we're here he's at his i guess theoretical peak yeah um, it's it's a quandary it's just tough I, I think honestly the dragon isn't a huge issue that is being dealt with very poorly yeah because like why wouldn't you just be like make my power near infinite yeah make me as strong as lord beerus i guess like, or so, something like that, right? Like, of course, like, Shinron in the past has been like, I can't do that, pussy. Yeah, right, all right. Which is fine, but, like, <laughs> I haven't heard, a, like, much of a limit recently. So it's just like, well, I thought Dende upgraded you is all I'm going to say. Like, if you if you got I mean, look, man, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But I yeah. thought you were pretty sick. So in that light, it almost makes the other transformation of this movie a little even more ridiculous and have a lot more implication. The Gohan, I guess, mystic plus, basically. So what had happened was (laughs) Gohan was pushed by Piccolo and in his infinite wisdom, I guess, as a parental figure, he was like, if Pan, his daughter, is in danger, it will push Gohan's anger out And that initial almost primal instinct he had during the Cell Saga will come back when push comes to shove and his family is in danger, which I guess is both effective because we saw it work, but also a bit fucked up for Piccolo to do (laughs) just from a purely objective standpoint. That's a fucked up thing to do. 
right? Did you? I mean, you. I don't know if well, you I agree with me during no. the movie. I mean, Pan was absolutely not in danger at any point. Sure, of course she wasn't. So, like, like, not really that fucked up. One, Pan's actually one of the OGs of this movie because, like, Piccolo had this scheme from the get go. Picked her up from preschool. Janet, basically, the teacher was like, "Oh, hey, it's you." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get her home. Sorry about the spaceship." And she's like, "That's illegal parking, Piccolo. You're being a dick." And then he tells her, hey, I'm going to put you in these handcuffs, but like you can bust out at any time. Just play along so I can make your dad really, really fucking mad. Is that cool? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, this sounds fun. And guess what? It wasn't that fun. It wasn't that fun. But he got madder and madder and madder until he actually saw Piccolo getting his shit rocked. And then he went what felt like the transformation he had during the Cell Saga. There was imagery that was callbacks. It was actually like shot for shot almost. Right. So it begs a couple questions. One, is this transformation canon? It must be in some capacity, right? Toriyama did it himself after all. I think the thing that I struggle with is like, Yes and no, because it's supposed to be pre the arc that's just finished. So it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. What kind of freaking Mickey Mouse ass shit are we trying to pull here? It was a little bit USDA choice cut, grass fed, organic, 100% cage free bullshit to see him basically go from this biologist dweeb to an actual beast of himself. Fun fact, read a couple tweets before the movie. Toriyama gave this form a name. It was literally Gohan Mystic Beast Mode or something like that. Like, literally, it's meant to be, like, him controlling that primal anger instinct, which, okay, on the surface, that's badass as fuck, but it asks a couple questions. One, was him tapping into that originally and getting him across the line to Ascended Super Saiyan, a.k.a. Super Saiyan 2, was that actually a different flavor of thing? Is Gohan's latent pure mix of human Saiyan blood allot him something specially different than maybe other Saiyans that are pure blood or... I think, yes, they've established that. that okay. uh, that's like okay. what I was kind of annoyed by is like, this whole movie's unnecessary. Everything they try to establish, they've established in the past. Right. He's so got like, some special... Who fucking special... cares? It was honestly my answer to a lot of these, these like problems. <laughs> who fucking cares, right? Yeah, who cares? He's got some special sauce other Saiyans don't, and I think it's the human's capacity for adaptiveness and the Saiyan ability to Enraged. Tap. Enraged. <laughs> Enraged equals power. That's the Saiyan part, but the human ability is to adapt that to many different situations and ability to grow and change, but... The beast mode that we saw aesthetically was wild. It was like his it, it he almost looked like a fan animation YouTube 100%. OC transformation, yeah. right? He looked like the famous Dragon Ball AE Super Saiyan 5 white hair bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird to me that he would leverage that, that would be leveraged, but that well, I mean like he borderline looked like Mystic to be fair. He did, but it does beg another question is that that primal instinct boost that Gohan has with the Saiyan anger with the human blood in him and the human ability to power up in that way, is that then stackable? Is that his Kaioken, essentially? Can he tap into this multiplier? Because it looked like whatever power he can draw with 50-50 Saiyan human on top of Mystic, 
gave birth to this. Let me ask you a question. This. Yes. Who cares? Exactly. If he's not in the next arc, who gives a flying fuck what he does? And herein lies the problem with canon source movies like this, right? Where if this were anyone else on the team, I'd be like, okay, it's a fun movie, something he tied into once and, you know, we're just going to let it go, right? Fine. Fine. Whatever. It's like Bakugo getting one for all for that moment, right? Whatever. Just goes away. But it's not. It's Toriyama. He did this. He wrote it. He designed it. He put it into his own movie and his own narrative. So what now? Right. Can we say who cares when the one who is deciding what we should care about wrote the fucking movie? What do we do with this? It's a weird conundrum to be in as a fan. I think it's just honestly poor fucking planning. Yeah. Yeah. Like if this Uh, comes out before... you know, before Morrow, like, cause it, this is supposed to be in the middle between. Well, I guess Termin- after Morrow, because, like, he does. If he doesn't have this transformation during the fucking next arc, like, what's the point? Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, and I hope this isn't retrodden over as a filler arc in the new, because Super has been announced to be readapted as, uh, for the next couple arcs that are in the manga. The Granola arc is finishing up now. Morrow has been long finished, and. I think that they're going to start adapting the Moro and then the Granola arc in anime. To your point, I don't remember. I read it all. I don't remember seeing any of his shit in there. It's not there. So what now? We're in a weird mix of the creator has introduced this shit into the lore, but we have the true, what we would consider the mainline source material, not recognize that at all. So what now? I don't know. I just don't know. I would have honestly been more happy if there was like one of those tight little bows of like time manipulation, like Beerus uh, is hot for green girl, falls oh, over I fucking talk about that and accidentally hits like a world reset button uh. and resets it. Like I would have been honestly happier with that than like leaving it in this weird situation where like all of this was really for nothing. Ultimately, it was. Think, the main villain was just a dehumanized, less interesting version of Cell. Literally called Cell Max. Which, like, they've established Cell is an absolute pussy at this point. Right. So, the implication being that Hedo's contribution to the Cell formula was strong enough to now imply that Piccolo being, I would say the implication here was that Piccolo is now like as strong as maybe approaching a Super Saiyan God, not quite, but more than Boo. I think the implication of that was there. And Beast Gohan is stronger than that. So I think Beast Gohan, who Mystic Gohan was already going toe-to-toe-ish with Super Saiyan Blue at one point. Like, I mean, it's just like, it gets fucking messy. It gets messy. That's At the what end, this they're does. like, oh, even if we had Vegeta and Gohan, Goku, I don't know if we would have, you know, it would have been crazy. It's like that line right there implies that Beast Gohan must be stronger than what they're capable of right now, which I'm is like, fucking nonsense. Are you out of your fucking mind, it's dude? Nonsense. That's nonsense to me. The it guy can go Ultra Instinct, and then the dude ain't touching him. I don't give a fuck who he is. There's no way in hell Cell Max compares to anyone on like the Justice team from Team 11. Dispo claps this guy. Also, Easy. very, very weird that... This cell is somehow stronger yet can't regenerate arms and limbs and shit like that. 
It's like they took like Cell as a character, and they're like, "All right, let's make him dumb. Let's yeah. let's take away his alt, his perfect Cell transformation. Easy, done. Let's give him a bunch of weird like." Uh, his freckles now shoot laser beams, and so does his eyes, which is so sick. Ooh, pretty. Yeah, let's give him Superman laser eyes, and we can't absor- and he can't absorb anything. Oh, by and, the way, and also let's just make him really fucking big. Yeah, we'll make him like we'll fuck off big. It, we got damn near kaiju battle level here. Yes, because Piccolo brought back his old the thing he did in dra- the Dragon Ball Budokai tournament like 23 I think where he went really big against Goku as King Piccolo that was kind of a fun little it callback. was cool but we got in damn near kaiju level which is fine I, I could have lived with that it was fine it was fine but like even even he admitted like it's a bluff like it's a fucking bluff I can only get big I can't get stronger I just get bigger fuck it like whatever and then I th- I honestly felt in, um like they were pretending we were dumb fucks as the audience when they're like <laughs> they were showing like flashes of like um his fight with uh with piccolo's big fight with uh max yeah and he's like getting hurt he's losing his arm and stuff like that and i'm just thinking like he can regrow arms we know this already didn't even do it and, and then like he Gohan, did off screen gohan's like oh my god he's dying and goes like uber uber pissed boy and i'm just like dude what are you worried about yeah also he, went, he dies you just wish him back has he been wished back i ever? don't i've never heard that there's like a one limit thing oh there the, that is a canon thing once you wish says back you, once, i ain't never heard shit about that hey one dollar and up discord you know, patreon.com slash ubology, go tell Ethan that he's wrong because you guys know that I'm right. But all that being said, you are right on one thing. Why does Gohan get so fucking mad when Piccolo has all the regenerative abilities in the world and he hasn't even tried once in this battle yet? I know it's supposed to be like, it takes a lot out of me, but he's stronger now. He's been training this entire time. There's no fucking reason why he shouldn't be able to regrow an arm because he lost it. Right. I I don't know. It's it's very weird that it was all ham-fisted to get gohan to you know push past a certain level and get to a new level of power but in what way will it play into the canon i don't know you tell me toriyama you'll hit me up i'm trying to dm you dude i'm trying hopefully to get not with you. at all hopefully not at all all right i think we gotta talk about the the real elephant in the room though which is like the actual art style and the animation i guess style i want to hear your thoughts first so definitely off-putting i think initially okay um they were trying to do a lot with like what I would call almost environmental like flybys and which okay. not bad. That's like really the benefit of 3d modeling. That's and like, entirely the point of CG. I think right, is to be able to do these like kind of flyby, like, Oh, walk. Somebody's walking down the street and you can go between their legs and like, you get all these like insane, like weird, uh, filmographical shots you know what i mean big big anime aerial battles can have a completely 360 view of the fight at any point um and i and i will say you know i after the initial hit i think and i'm trying to be really objective here i think as far as cgi goes they did a really fucking good job i think it was pretty yeah it it was fun to watch the battles were beautiful there there were moments in that i mean there was a moment where one of the androids who was villain turned good he he did this basically sky bomb from fucking orbit and that looked stunning did you uh, that was great to see i don't know and i i think that the way i'd phrase it it looked really fucking good for cg 
And I think that's a key element there. Yeah. It's that you I, still, I really, really want to see a rundown of it. Like, is it really that much cheaper to do a 3D fucking movie? I wonder. And it almost looked like that, you know, they did a really good job because I will tell you from my eye, there was a lot of 2D elements mixed in there. And I think that some of the environmental effects, some of like smoke, some of the beam work, some of the um, initial kind of power up stuff, a lot of it was, I would say, either assisted 2D or pure 2D. And I think by working it in strategically, they did a really good job of melding that classic Dragon Ball aesthetics feel with all of the benefits that CGI can bring. And that's really, I think, a consensus of the community that cares about visuals as much as I do, is that when you use CG, it needs to be augmentative, not supportive. It can't be a crutch. It needs to be an additive element. And I think here, for as much of the movie being CGI as it was, it was actually quite good. It was really good. What I have preferred it to be Sakuga 2D kind of style that a lot of um, Broly was. Yeah, of course I would. But if you're going to tell me this is a CG Dragon Ball movie and I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I can live with that. I think there's yeah, a lot I of that. I still by that. It like felt like the video games, like the old video games. That's kind of what it felt like to me. I think I would rate it like maybe an 80 Visually alone? Yeah, visually. I, I know this sounds weird as a guy who cares about his 2D, but I'd give it maybe like an 83 or 4. Like, I, I really think that the some of the shots that I got in this movie, I don't think were possible without CG. And what the CG brought was additive in a lot of cases. But none of that, I think there were only on one hand moments where it couldn't have been done with 2D. Everything else, 100% could have been 2D Sakuga and maybe should have been. I but, think the coolest scene, honestly, was when uh, like Gohan gets tricked into going to Red Ribbon Army and he's like flying behind you know, Piccolo and whatever in that spaceship. Then he sees his daughter and he like blasts out the spaceship and then he does this like superhero drop. He fucking drops and right? everyone's just like slow motion hit yeah, like, and he's just like bounced off his face. the ground. Like, and that very, was, very cool, I thought. For me, it definitely was the orbit sky drop by the android. Like, eh. that, like that was definitely, I think there was a lot of 2D elements there though that, that augmented that. I thought it's super, honestly, like dorky <laughs> decision of course of course it was dorky that was kind of the premise of like those two uh gamma one and two they were meant to they were designed by Hedo to be like that classic you know I guess sentai my question, superhero though, is yeah. cell could self-destruct I, I assume some of these other ones could self-destruct why doesn't he just like go up to him and blow up in his face uh, are you saying Gamma 2? Yeah, why not? I don't think all of them are equipped with that self-destruct. <laughs> I, I, in my mind, I, I, I'm assuming they, they only Cell seems to have that. And Cell, Max, Cell had a, an explosion within him that was supposedly able to completely eat Earth. But we saw in this movie, Cell Max had one to make a, I don't know, maybe like a city or state-sized crater. Cool. Yeah, like, I don't know. Upsetting? I think story wise, this is a one out of ten for me. It's just so dumb. I don't, and that's, and I think that's where I land on this movie is that visually, it's better than where I thought it was going to be walking. I'm in. fair with that, and, but the or, story, I'm fairly okay with the that. The story was Ooh. worse than where I was hoping, and I came in with no expectations of the story. Same, but I came in with expectations of the visuals. I thought this movie was going to blow, and I'm not too far off. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it. 
blue. I, I think it's like, it's almost like, you know, Broly as a movie was a little bit more unashamed of the fact that it was not there for the story. Like it was there to show you some masterful fights. Like there's no story in Broly. I think Broly, the newest one, was literally just like, hey, I am Akira Toriyama. This is my my trick called Broly, but this time it's for real. Yeah, really. It's um, like this time set I need up, it. To yeah. set up that as a potential like through line, way line. And in this, this movie, movie yeah. I think was literally a cash grab. One million fucking percent. It felt that way. It felt that way because they this, made them. It said $20 million this weekend. $21 million and beat Beast with Idris Elba in it and literally beat out what, you know, like a top build actor style movie which interestingly, I yeah, guess the, the movies cat- fucking suck right now. So who cares? sure, but but it's an interesting thing, right? Is that when given the option of a interesting, I would say premise thriller with Idris Elba and some other high build actors, I'd rather watch the other thing personally. I'd rather watch. I, I'd rather you'd rather watch Beast than this. Yeah, interesting. This movie was fucking bad. I- I think you and I might differ on our scores then. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm walking away knowing that I have a lot of questions from a lore standpoint and as a big Dragon Ball Z fan, but I know that it's almost as if like this movie mattered just as much or as little as any of like those My Hero Academia movies did because it doesn't fucking matter for the moral arc and onward. It really genuinely doesn't. Um, but they just didn't put the bow on it to make it okay and just kind of wash it away. Right. Which That's is like, the worrying part. It's lazy. It's lazy. This is the worrying part is that they didn't tie it up neatly at the end. So there's a lot of horror, like I almost said a whore, but uh, lore strings. That's you know a whore string. Whore strings just hanging out there, dude. They're just, they're just floating in the wind, waiting for the community to grab them and ask questions. And boy, how do we have questions? So what does this mean for the rest of the animated series and for the anime? I don't know. But the implication here is that Gohan has another path willing to go. I like to see what and if at all his path, because he ad- he advertised in Super, I'm going to go down this journey. I want to see what power lies at this point. Not my Saiyan heritage. Evidently fucking not. Apparently fucking not. Well, apparently it does. That's the thing. It's it's all canon. So what, that, that's, that uh, is the paradox. Except he wasn't going down the path. He was tricked into it by fucking Piccolo. Yeah, best dad. Who also pretended weird. like he was dying, by the way. I guess so. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. Uh, I can't regenerate right now. Wink. Uh, wink. <laughs> and then immediately after Cell Max dies, he comes back. He's got both arms. Both he's arms. Chilling. He's Gucci. Everything's he is cool. Chilling. Yeah. He's like, oh, that was a that was a fun little romp. Not even bleeding, it? honestly. Yeah, we both got new transformations. Isn't that a fun little thing? I yeah. lost a, pro- a bit of my shirt, my jumpsuit. <laughs> I don't know. I think overall, I would rate this like a fifty-five out of a hundred. I was gonna say a hearty sixty-eight. I, that's where I'm at. I don't even know if I put it at a seven, but you know what? <sighs> nah, this fucking sucked. <laughs> I gonna, just, no, I can't no. stand people that do this shit. I'm going to give it a flat 70. And the only reason was I was genuinely, and again, as an animation snob, I, as much as I don't like CGI, I like seeing new innovations. I like seeing boundaries push. And I think as far as CGI goes, this movie did push the boundary of what CGI could do. If it is your main driver of animation. So I'm okay. 
I with think the visuals. This movie could have been very enjoyable if you didn't care about chronology and you didn't care about like the storyline at all. You're saying we're too deep in the shit to actually hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. And I think the seventy. I'm I'm being generous. I'm being generous, knowing we're too deep in the shit. There's no way I can even fathom giving it more than the 70 yeah but i'm giving it a little bit of extra juice because the animation was shockingly clean for cgi the way they meld a little bit of 2d additives in there i liked it visually i wasn't it was not abrasive after the first mm-hmm. initial kind of getting used to it period but as far as story goes and the lore implication it really got messy and i was not a big fan of that so uh, you know what at least we got a pretty sick goku versus vegeta battle no transformations. Boo, no, disagree. No, no transformations, no, no key beams, and no planet destroying. There like, was you key have to beams. Keep, you have to keep it tight. I'm like, all right, it looked pretty sick. I was into it. I like the line that they're going down where like... It's for Broly's benefit. Well, my, that's why that, I like. But like Jiren, like uh, Vegeta basically spends, you know, a couple minutes explaining like, didn't you notice that Jiren would just like... He showed no intent behind his moves, so you had no way of like figuring out what was going on. I will say that I, but like that's borderline Ultra Instinct, so I don't really quite get what the hell Vegeta's smoking. Uh, you don't know about the manga canon right now, correct? So I will say that from here on out, the the power leveling up of the main characters, Goku and Vegeta, obviously are different. They are going down these new paths of not brute forcing your way to new levels, but going down new paths and avenues. And Vegeta especially has quite the arc in that regard. And I think I really like the fact that they kind of set this up right here. Because in the Morrow arc, he goes down an interesting path. One you would never expect Vegeta to go down, but that's a little teaser. Go read the Morrow arc if you're interested. He he definitely you know, breaks out of his mold in a couple of interesting ways. Oh, he's going to learn magic. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying he's going to Harry Potter this shit. He's going to abat a cadaver some fuckers. I'm just saying yeah. like, he's going to go really hard. But, um, yeah, love him Open that door up, bitch. It's, it's Leviosal, <laughs> not Leviosal. It's like, like, all right, Weez, you bitch. <laughs> you catty bitch. I could do magic too. Let me wave my fucking wand around yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? At the end of the day, I, I think... If you are a huge fan, really put the blinders on. Get the tunnel vision. Enjoy it for what it is, if you can. But I understand if you walk away with all the knowledge in your brain of years. I mean, the movie opens up even like if you're old enough to remember the Red (laughs) Ribbon Army was one of the greatest threats on Earth. They literally know that you, as a longtime Dragon Ball fan, are probably our age and a little old. You're fucking senile at this point. Oh, I can see your crow's feet from here, you old fucks. Like, I remember when you were a wee lad watching it on a CRT about the Red Ribbon Army and Goku was what? Seven, eight. So, I mean, that's all I'm saying is that the movie recognizes that you have lore in your brain. That's the other part of it. They know you know, and that's fucked. So if you can go in forgetting what you know just for a 100 minutes, that's how long this movie is, you'll probably have a pretty good time. If you're not super big into Dragon Ball at all and watched it here and there and loved Broly, this would be more enjoyable. You'll probably have a really good time with this movie. and. You know, no big deal. And I will say, um, you know, at, we're at the very end. Spoiler. I don't know. Gohan using special beam cannon was actually pretty fucking sick. I mean, at this, like we've, we've seen a couple times people borrow like 
borrow techniques. I mean, Goku and Frieza both borrowed Destructo Disc, which speaks to Krillin's ability to use a technique because everyone and their grandma wants to use that, I guess. But this is another instance of Gohan borrowing from his good old daddy Piccolo, borrowing special beam cannon, which is pretty sick. I, I, I it looked pretty cool. Um, uh, Piccolo also agreed. He said it uh, looked pretty, looked pretty nice, looked pretty sweet. <laughs> That's a good dad for you right there. But Support. he had to do it turned around so that he couldn't see him smiling. Yeah, that's a, that's a good fucking shonen dad right there. A sundere papa. Sundere papa. But you know what? Thank you for coming to this kind of this ranty class. I know it was, you know, we sounded pretty harsh on it. And frankly, our scores speak for it. I mean, and, uh, you know, we did obviously spoil the entire movie, but, you, you know, know, yeah, if I will say it, <laughs> it doesn't mean much here. There's nothing to spoil, honestly. Th- there really isn't. I mean, except for the transformations. But if you're unless you're living under a rock and don't have an Internet connection under there, then I don't know. You're you probably have already heard about these transformations. I mean, they're all over my fucking feed. I knew about Gohan's like a long time ago. Piccolo's is a surprise. I, I managed to avoid Piccolo's, which I guess was. See, I saw cool. Piccolo's, but not sick. Okay, not a Gohan's, not the Gohan beast. But uh, yeah. yeah, but thank you everyone for coming to class. If you want to give us a little monetary level only, if you can, Patreon.com/slash/Ubology. One dollar up gets you into our Discord with all of our lovely past guests and our Patreon. Folk, and we have we'll probably have discussions about this movie in there as people see it more. And I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts about it because, boy, I think it's going to be de- like decisive. You know, like, comment, subscribe anywhere you do that thing. And if you want to listen to anything in our like backlog, you're already on the platform, guys. Just go over two clicks, one and down. You already have all of 100 and I think 70 eps at this point. Oh, so, yeah, baby. Holy shit. But yeah, if you want extra content on top of that, $3 and up on the Patreon is the syllabus sidebar, the lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, and most likely on hiatus show where we talk about life and shit and things that may not make it to this podcast, but frankly, it might sometimes if we get a looser one. I don't know. But you know what? We keep it try to relegate it there. It, about 30, 30 hours of things over there. And sometimes we have videos. Go watch us try to do GeoGuess over there. We did that a long time ago. Stuff. And other stuff <laughs> as well. But we, we, we do some tier lists and stuff over there. It's pretty pretty good time. So um, I honestly think that's it. I'm going to go home and I think really kind of sit and meditate on all this lore implication. Okay, Vegeta. Yeah. I'm going to go for, uh, you know, maybe a little 5K run. A little 5K? Well, until he trains his body and I train my mind to higher heights, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. (laughs) Deuces. I will meditate like him. He was very angry while he meditated. Yeah. How does someone do that? He's pissed while he was calm. (laughs) 